Hello, Dr. Golding. How are you today? Caroline, I'm doing just wonderful. How are you doing? Uh, you know, I'm doing pretty darn well. It's so nice to talk with you. You know, you have such a reputation. Here I am in Scottsdale, and you're in Layton, Utah. And the word is out that you're helping a lot of people and that you have sometimes up to 50 people in your office. I mean, people are coming from all over. And so I had to ask you to be a part of my website and our conversations today. So I went online to see who you were. And I like your picture. You're very handsome, by the way. And uh, it says that you have been certified, besides being a chiropractor, uh, you know, D.C., that you're trained in Croft Whiplash and Brain Traumatology. Why don't you say hello and let us know what that is? Okay, Croft Whiplash is a study, uh, he's a practitioner down in San Diego, and what he has done over the last 25, 30 years is he's put together uh, some really good terminology, some studies about whiplash and uh, trauma to the brain, and so I went and studied with him for a couple years, and what that does is when somebody has a car accident, uh, they will have a whiplash that will create in their neck that will create a lot of small trauma to the spine, to the, the tissues. And you need to have that looked at, even if you're only doing And a lot of people associate with a whiplash at 30, 40, 50 miles an hour, but you can have trauma to your neck at 10 miles an hour. Your head can whip up to 200 miles an hour just with a small bump. And people will look at that thinking, you know, I'm okay. I walked away from the accident. But later, years down the road, they're having these headaches and uh, a lot of problems with their upper shoulders and and their neck that was caused from an accident. could have been 5, 10, 15 years ago. So what we do is we analyze all that situation to see if there's any restricted motion. Uh, we do certain tests to see if there's function into that particular area. And then what I do is I go... I, activate some muscles, I check all the muscles. There's several muscles in the neck, and I check all of them to see if they're firing properly. If they're not, we start activating them. The way we do that is through pressure points and through small manipulation of the spine to kind of get things functioning a little better. That way they can have full range of motion. Within a matter of a few visits, they start to see some great improvement and it also helps dissipate the headaches that they're experiencing or some of the numbness they're having down in their hands. So it's kind of a full purpose to kind of get everything working just right up in the upper neck area so that their hands are working, their shoulders are, the discomfort of the shoulders are relaxed, and also the headaches are starting to dissipate. It affects the rest of the body, too, I would believe. It affects all the way down to the feet, or it can and I've seen that in certain situations in my office. So it's possible that if there's something wrong with uh, the hip movement or pain in the hip, it could even come from an accident a couple years ago. Yeah, that's more of the seat belt that they're restrained in. When they get hit from the back, that hip will lock into place and their spine will go forward, creating uh, microtraumas in their lower back and hip, and that's what we see with uh, any kind of, kind of a car accident, especially if they're in a restraint. Now, if they are not, don't have their seatbelt, it's usually what they hit. It could be the dash. 
It could be their knee hitting. Uh, so we look at the knees, the feet, the whole the whole body to see exactly what's going on because it all calibrates for the function of the body to work properly. And if anything's out, it can affect other parts of the body. Well, you also have on your uh, website that you're a certified practitioner, and N is a Nancy, N-A-E-T. And, boy, I cannot spell the word, say the word. Is it Nambro Drypad? Nambudrapad. Oh, I wasn't even close. Nambudrapad. Allergy yeah. elimination technique. I'm glad that we don't have to say that. And they said A and the A-E-T. Well, I'll always remember that for being neat. So if I were to come into the office, what would happen using this technique? Well, the first thing that we do is we analyze or take a consultation to see if there's anybody has any uh, problems with allergies. And what I mean by allergies, most people think of hay fever, or if they have, or if they eat something, they create a rash on their body, or their throat gets a little scratchy or something like that. But it's more in depth than just allergies with NAET. That's the Budrapet allergy elimination technique. And she is a practitioner that came from India. She has several different uh, licenses from medical doctors to a PhD to chiropractor to acupuncturist. And she collaborated all those together and discovered through her own allergies that she had, she could only eat rice and broccoli for three years. And she was cutting carrots for her son and she was having a, a reaction, and her husband grabbed the needles, put her in a state, and she found 20 minutes later that she had a carrot arm, a carrot mm-hmm. pill, and that was the starting of her starting to heal and overcome some of the food allergies that she had, and so she put this together. And I went down to California several times over the last 20 years to study with her and to learn that technique, which is tremendously benefited what I do here in helping my patients in overcoming certain things such as peanut allergies to food allergies to eczema, skin conditions, and then beyond to your environment, which is the hay fever and those type of things. So when a patient comes in, we find out what they're allergic to. We start doing tests and we have these little little vials that uh, have energy in them, and the energy uh, is a frequency of that energy that that we put in their hand. And now if we have a reaction, it's just an arm test, which is called kinesiology testing. So we put them through a bunch of tests and find out what they're allergic to, what they're not allergic to, and we challenge that. And then the, the treatment is we go, we reprogram the brain by stimulating the nervous system through the spine, which is more like most people call it a massage down the spine. And then they have to be away from that item for 25 hours. So, for instance, somebody's allergic to egg. We put the egg vial in their hand. Their hand goes weak. We treat them for it. They hold the egg in that vial in their hand for 15 minutes in my office. Once the timer's up, they let go of that vial. And as soon as they let go, they cannot touch anything that is associated with that vial such as egg, would be anything to do with chicken, uh, egg white, egg yolk, and feathers for the 20th hour. Interesting. And chicken, so too, of course. Yeah, so that, that's the treatment. Then they come back 25 hours later. Uh, it could be within that next week. We retest 
test to see if that challenge is uh, solid. If it is, then we go to the next step. And then by that process of elimination, we start clearing up allergies and people are starting to breathe better. Uh, Utah is terrible for pollen allergies and your trees and, and uh, hay fever. So we have been very busy this spring in taking care of a lot of those allergies. But we have a lot of concerned mothers that don't like to go to the medical doctor and get these shots for these kids where there's no shots involved. I've treated my grandson. He was about two weeks old. He wasn't doing very well at night. He was screaming, and we found out that he was allergic to his mother's milk. We treated him for that and to sugar, and my daughter was, you know, the, the sack around her or the the eyelids around her eyes were lifted, and, and she was a lot happier because her son was sleeping through the night after we treated him for that. And I've, I've done a lot of kids. That's mostly what I treat is mostly children in the office because it's an easy way of treatment without them being very invasive in uh, needles or any kind of uh, procedure that they would see in their pediatric doctor's office. So if if my child were allergic to peanuts, let's talk about peanuts because there's okay. that's a very very difficult one for most people um, that have children allergic to peanuts, and it's in so much, so many foods. So I would bring my child in to see you, and then they would come in, what, two or three times? How long does it take for the allergy to subside? Well, what would happen is we, we go through a protocol. There's about 15 uh, pre-things that I've got to test for. Those are your vitamins, minerals, and proteins for your body systems to function properly. If those are all solid, we could go right into the peanut itself now. If they're having a reaction with peanut anaphylactic reaction, we've got to go a little slower paced uh, to get that done. And it sometimes will take up to 18 treatments to clear that. But the kids that we treated uh, five years ago, uh, not one of them have had a, a peanut problem since then. Oh, I my. Protocol. So oh, my. That's, cool. that's really that's a lot. Is that now you have an award and you did this for research? Is that what the research was with? Yeah, the children we, for the peanut allergy. Yeah, that was a research that we did. It got published in a, a medical journal in New York City, and uh, Dr. Debbie started that award uh, because of the study that we did here in my office. That was the first time that they actually gave that award out, and uh, we were able to receive that here in my office for that particular study, and then it got put on her website of the peanut study that we've done, and there's practitioners all over the, the world that are actually doing that same protocol that I used here in my office for that peanut study. Wow. Yeah. So basically it would be good to come to the office or come to someone's office that does the, does the allergy testing, the NAET, and actually find out, first of all, maybe what you're allergic to. Can there be a diagnosis that way? Yeah, pretty close to a diagnosis as far as uh, uh, kinesiology testing to see what they're allergic to, and uh, then we can proceed start taking care of those particular items that they're allergic to. So I'll have a patient that will come in that will uh, tell me, you know, I've got uh, rosacea or some kind of an eczema on their skin, and nine times out of ten it's something that's in their environment, either the water or some kind of soaps that are 
irritating the skin, and uh, we can usually take care of that pretty quickly. I've had a few few kids that uh, it was just the water in their house that uh, we took care of. Sometimes it's the chemistry in the body, like potassium or sodium or or some kind of other uh, element that their body's not uh, absorbing like it should, and they just kind of need to get that taken care of, and then all of a sudden their body starts working and fighting diseases off. Yeah, I mean, it's all individual. We all have our genetic code that we bring with us, and some people don't utilize certain vitamins very well. You know, I have a question. I'm going to go back a little bit because being a homeopath, and you mentioned frequencies, are the vials small? Are they in water? Are they large that you hold? Or um, And does a person take them home, the vials themselves? Uh, this is how it works. Each vial is probably about the size of your pinky in circumference uh, of a small child. And they're glass because glass, you can actually receive the uh, encoding in that of the frequency where if you have plastic or something, some people are allergic to plastic, so you have to be careful with that. Mm. But the vial has 50% alcohol in it and 50% water. And then a computer puts in the frequency of whatever you want in it, and we have hundreds and thousands of different frequencies in the world, and we have a, a database that I am associated with that I could get about uh, 10,000 different types of frequencies that uh, we test with people. Like I had a person with gout, haven't treated that, so I had to order those particular vials, and we started to treat them for it and, and get rid of the gout or at least minimize it. Every person is a little different as we treat them. Some we can get rid of the problem 100%, and others we improve their life, you know, 60-70%. But That's a lot better than medication. Absolutely. Yeah, some of the side effects are, wow, uh, my knee's working better, and you're just doing allergies on me. And I'm going, mm -hmm. yeah, isn't it nice? The body's starting to function and fight off disease better. It's not overreacting anymore. Right. It's not on overload. That's true because in homeopathy, we believe like cures like. We know that. Um, it's like singing a note in the glass breaks. You find the right note and the right frequency, and uh, voila, it seems to go away. But I find it fat, really interesting that it's more of a one-to-one. -one. Um, do you see a couple questions being a homeopath? I always want to ask a couple questions that are homeopathic. Um, do you see that there is any shift in uh, emotion? that come along uh, with the clearing? Absolutely. I do have a bunch of vials that are emotional vials. And I would say half the patients that come in with a problem, a lot of times emotions have to be taken care of or you're not getting the, the whole thing done. They're not healing this. Mm -hmm. So emotions really tie into a big part of what I do. Uh, I get patients that just come in for the emotions, for anxiety. I've been seeing a lot of teenagers recently in the last five years where I'm treating them for anxiety and, and uh, depression, which I haven't seen, you know, when I was first in practice. So there's a, a rise in that, and I'm just glad that we're able to help them with uh, this particular technique. Congratulations, and uh, we have to spread the word on this because, it's uh, a big problem, mental, emotional, and physical, and we have to find a way to make it quicker for people that they can get well. The frequencies that you use, 
they're they're generated frequencies. And so just so yeah. our listeners know that everything in our world has a signature frequency. And a frequency is like an up and down wave and it has, you know, either short, fast, high, low. And there's a signature um, frequency to everything, including emotions. And so exactly. have you done any testing on the invisible rays, such as cosmic rays or um, some of my interests, of course, are in, um, you know, the, the world we live in. So if you have t- teenagers with an iPad on their on their laps all the time or we're in front of the TV or have like I am right now with a cell phone. Is there, are the frequencies to um, help with those items? Yes. I've got a whole kit on, on those uh, such as gamma rays, X rays to uh, the different light spectrums uh, to all the radiation out in the air. I just treated a gal not too long ago that uh, she couldn't go outside and found out that, she wasn't sweating very well, and her pores were closed off, so she'd get really sick just being outside in the sun. And I was thinking it was heat, but when I tested her for radiation, it was the radiation reaction that she had. She was able to open up those pores, start to sweat, and start to function. So she could actually she was she was a seven year old, so she could actually go outside and start to play with kids uh, in the middle of the day, where she would wait till it got dark outside side because it was it was really detrimental to her health every time she'd go out she'd just get sick and she'd be in bed for three or four days afterwards so yeah those uh visible rays really make a big effect on us especially in uh, phones and all those uh, computer stuff so i've been treating those as well you almost want to wear a vial around your neck you're sitting in front of a computer interesting So not a bad idea. Not oh, a bad idea. <laughs> not a bad idea. Oh, that's so great. I mean, you have a wealth of information. I have I have actually a lot of questions to ask you, but we're out of time. May I call you back sometime and we we get back into a, another conversation, a different level of this? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I did write a book. Uh, people can uh, access that book on my website. It gives them more information on what we what we do here in the office. Great. Well, then, if someone is in um, Hawaii and wants to have an NAET, do they look? How do they find someone that is qualified to do what you First, do? What I would do is I would go to NAET.com, and you would look up looking for a practitioner. And that practitioner, you need to have somebody who's got a little bit of experience. Uh, usually a year or at least two years of experience because it takes a while to really get this down in the testing part. And uh, somebody who's got a couple years of experience, usually on the website, they can find almost anywhere in the country, including That's good. That's good to know. Well, congratulations in, in what you've been doing for everybody and helping so many people. I mean, I'm sure you're changing their lives. I mean, that little girl can now have friends and go out and play with everyone. What more can we ask for than yeah. uh, being confined? You did, yeah. Congratulations. Well, I look forward to our conversation again. I think that well, uh, we have a lot more to talk about. Yep, we do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I see there's autism and infertility, and we could go on and on. There's some things that would be very good questions. All right, there. All right, Doctor, I am so pleased to um, get to know you through the phone, and I hope we meet someday.
Okay, me too. All right, congratulations again. Thank you. Thank you. All right. All right. Bye-bye.